0: ويتخو <tries> عشم a couple
1: young couple once came to see me and uh, in our conversation they tell me a story of how they've been married for four years first three years they struggled in wanting to have a baby they finally had their first child and uh, but things are difficult for them right now and uh, I say so what's difficult so he says Well, what's happening is that for the last eight months, my wife has been laying in bed for days on end, totally shut down, not wanting to talk to anyone. Um, She'll be there for three days, and then hopefully she'll come out. We've gone to a psychiatrist, we've gotten some medication, for to help her mood. But it's not really helped, and it's becoming very difficult. Our embarrassingly embarrassingly he says to me, "Our intimacy has become very difficult for us, and uh, we don 't know what to do, and we really love each other, we want to stay married, we want to make it work, but something is wrong so she says, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I just sometimes can't get up in the morning. I don't feel like talking to anybody. And not understanding what's happening with her. So in a suggestion that I made is maybe that the wife come in and talk to me a couple of times on her own to see what it is that's going on in her life. Anyway, after some discussion... some conversations with her. She started talking about something she remembered but really didn't pay much attention to what it is and how it is that it affected her. And she tells the story how she was molested when she was a child of four, five, or six. She wasn't sure, but on a yearly basis by this Old, very holy man who would come to visit their home. He would come into her bedroom, pick her up, and bring her into his bedroom. And unbeknownst to the family, nobody even suspected anything. Nobody even dreamt of this possibility. Very close to the family. And now, after some 23, 24, or 25 years it's causing havoc in the family she's having a difficulty with her intimacy because she starts remembering of what went on when she was a child another story a, um, a young boy 13 years old comes in with his dad and the dad starts telling me that he's very upset with his son he doesn't know what to do, something's wrong he used to be such a good boy he would pay attention to the learning he would pay attention in the davening he would, he would participate and, and was very enthusiastic would uh, reach out to people in his community suddenly everything has shut down he's not interested in anything And the father is sitting there with the mother complaining that they want him to to sit and learn, they want him to daven, and he is not interested in doing any of that. And they don't know what's wrong. So I turned to the boy and I said, Do you have any explanation of what's happening? He just looks down. Do you want to talk to me alone, without your parents? First he says, I don't care. I have nothing to say. So I say to the parents, "Why don't you step out, let me talk to your son?" And after 20 minutes of nothing, nothing's wrong, I'm just not interested. He starts telling me about one morning that he went on a regular basis to the mikveh and this one man forced himself upon him with nobody there and more or less ripped his life apart. He says, I'm not interested in doing anything anymore. In fact, what I'm interested in doing, I don't even want to tell you. And his life completely went upside down. Chances are, today, I mean, as far as I know, Shabbos is not there, Kashvis is not there, but the parents are worried about his davening, worried about his learning, and they're keeping him in yeshiva. And I, I told him this you know, this interesting story that I heard once about the Chafetz Chaim, how this man once had a uh, you know a big store. He had uh, he sold refrigerators, he sold stoves, he sold uh, also um, uh, 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 small wares of, of, uh, of towels and. and uh, all kinds of little saundries, and they also sold candy. And one day, this little boy comes into the store, grabs a candy, and runs away. And the man, leaving the store, runs after the boy, trying to recover the candy, while the store is left empty and available for anyone to take anything. And the meaning of that story is that sometimes as parents we are focusing on things that are trivial compared to the importance of what's going on in our children's lives. And in particular in this case, where the father was, was, was pounding on the boy to daven and to learn, where what was really happening is this child was almost not interested in doing anything and wasn't really... Wanting to tell the father what happened because there was no communication and no ability for the boy to tell the true story. So, I just want to tell you tonight, as we begin our series on abuse, about what happens, like in these stories, with children who are unfortunately sexually abused. And I want to talk about five things. Number one, the usual effect of sexual abuse is the difficulty in forming a long-term relationship. Which is not only affecting the immediate relationship of the husband and wife, and the possibility of the marriage breaking, and when there are children involved, the cause is catastrophic. The effects are catastrophic. Number two is that when a child, man or a woman, young boy or a girl, are sexually molested, they have a risk of sexual risk-taking. It may lead to contracting sexually transmitted diseases, including AIDS, and the involvement with substance abuse happens here too. What some studies have said, there is, there's actual physical complaints of physical symptoms with children who have been sexually abused. Number four is the effects of depression, suicidal thoughts, and, and actual suicides. And of course, to self-medicate, some of these young people will use some form of substance abuse to be able to relieve their pain and not to have the suffering and the words they use when they're describing themselves in our first story and actually in my second story is that I'm damaged goods I'm damaged goods number five is also a link to failure of the immune system because there is no ability to hold on to health and to increase in illness, hospitalization and early deaths so the effects of it in the lives of people are catastrophic and then the holding of of the secret the the secret of it not going out so the tapestry of the family there's one or two people that may know it erodes the tapestry of their lives, and it affects every aspect of their lives as they struggle with that secret. So, the conversation that I've been hearing in relation to sexual abuse has been, and rightfully so, about the perpetrators. My hope is in these classes that we will talk also about how to stop the, quote, molester from getting to the point of molestation. Because the latest research shows that we can actually diagnose that illness, pedophilia specifically, which is 90% of the perpetrators of molestation. And if diagnosed early... Because most of the kids, that most of the molesters started at before 20, it could be helped and hopefully in our dialogue here we will be able to begin a process of healing and a process of stopping molestation in our communities. Um, again I would like to ask those of you who are interested to please write in your questions um, under my name there is also my email and I will keep the emails confidential and I will try to address in the next couple of classes answers to your questions.
0: <laughs> nafsimi shi yo I'm not